0: The All-Electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool center, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Don't change me, don't change me. Yeah, it's great to have your company. Uh, just updating what's happening in a couple of live sports. Uh, South Africa 2 for 18 at the uh, World Cup semi-final. That's after 10 overs. Mitchell Stark has just completed his fifth over, has one for 10. South Africa, two for 18 after 10 overs. Run rate, 1.8. So they're doing beautifully, the Australian bowlers at the moment. Markham and Van der Dusen are the not-out batsmen. And Football Australia are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the 1973 Socceroos team, who became the first Australian team to qualify for a FIFA World Cup. And that's been celebrated tonight at Amy Park in Melbourne where the Socceroos are taking on Bangladesh in a World Cup uh, qualifier. In fact, members of the 1974 team are also at the game tonight. Uh, Of course, Graham Arnold sets a record for a Socceroos coach. He's now uh, the coach who has represented or managed and coached the Socceroos more than anybody else. And currently, uh, an early goal for the Socceroos, a lead by one goal to nil, Heath Suter, the defender, scoring after four minutes. So it is Australia one Bangladesh, nil. Let's look at the uh, draft that's happening in the AFL on Monday. And joining us is the AFL Talent Ambassador. Very handy title, let me tell you. Kevin Sheehan. Kevin, thanks for your time.
1: Yeah, Pete, thanks for having us. A very exciting time of the year for all of us involved in the AFL and uh, great for many of the young kids around the country too.
0: Well, it's your time in the sun as well as uh, a lot of the young players that are waiting with bated breath to see how it plays out from next Monday.
1: Yeah, it's a big event these days. So it goes over the two nights, Pete, with the draft itself. And then the third day, it's the rookie draft. So it's the rep charge and a chance for maybe a few that have been delisted to get another chance. Always a few fresh talent or new talent, as we call them, that get a go in the rookie draft as well. Maybe at the end of the day, there might be 70, 75, what we term new talent that have got their first crack at AFL as a result of this uh, This uh, sort of three-day draft event.
0: Have you ever experienced in your time, and you've done this for a long period of time, as much fanfare over one individual? And we're talking about Harley (laughs) Reid.
1: (laughs) No, I haven't. I haven't. But look, uh, I can understand it, to be quite honest. Look, there's probably a second boy that should be getting similar fanfare because of their performance. We've been lucky enough the last two years to actually have all the state leagues up and running and national championships back to back without any interruption of COVID. And both these boys were outstanding and were all Australians back to back. And that's Harley Reid and a kid called Jed Walter. Okay, here, so he's the other one. He should be in the conversation as an outstanding talent. Now, he's tied up to the Gold Coast. He's actually a boy from WA originally. You mm. should have kept him over that way. He's a he's a, a brute. He's a bit like uh, Charlie Curnow in the way he plays, the way he looks. Uh, and at 195 centimetres, he's an outstanding talent. That uh, uh, there'll be a bid on probably at two, three or four where the Gold Coast will take ten, you know, two seconds. Two seconds to match the bid. Yeah. Whenever you have to pay for him, I'm <laughs> paying that. And so it should be the Harley and, and Jed Walter discussion about who the best young boy in Australia is. But look, Harley's performed on every part of the ground over the last two years. Saved games in defence, won them in attack. A terrific player through the midfield. And uh, it's got a great nature about him. Just, uh, you know, he, he's a bit like a Luke Hodge, I think, just a pretty unfazed by anything t- sort of approach and loves competing, gets out there and plays at a very high level all of the time. and um, Yeah, so I, I can't find uh, any box that he hasn't ticked in terms of uh, his performance in the last couple of years. So that's why he's hyped up. And because he's in the open draft, people want to know, well, you know, does he, would he, would he want to live in the West? Well, of course he would. He wants to play in the AFL. He's going to have to leave home. He's a country boy from uh, up on the, near the Murray River up there at Tongala and near Shepparton in country Victoria. He's going to have to shift. And whether it's uh, WA or SA or Queensland, he had no problem because that's where the AFL's played these days. And so, uh, yeah, a very exciting talent to, should uh, he end up on the West Coast, as we probably
0: expect. Yeah, it's amazing. This morning's West Australian, as I tend to do, have my cup of coffee, open the West and see what the morning newspaper does right. And would you believe, I don't know if you know, Kev, but there was two pages allocated to Harley Reid and it was the 100 points that you need to know about Harley Reid. They actually <laughs> highlighted 100 points about this young fellow. I've never seen anything like it. It's just crazy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, well, crazy from
0: shows. from probably the size of his shoes to you know the colour of his hair. I just couldn't believe. But anyway, that's that's the yeah. profile he's had here. We had Jason Dover, the manager yeah. of Dan Curtin, here on SENWA last week, yeah. and he reckons it would be foolish for West Coast to overlook uh, the product from the Claremont Football Club. He reckons he reckons he's the best player going around, and the fact that he's a West Australian. Uh, the West Coast Eagles should seriously, seriously
1: look at him before possibly Harley. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if, if let's just use the Fremantle example. If Fremantle had have said, we'll, we'll take the local player and not Matthew Pavlik about 15 years ago, they would have missed out on something special. So you can't let location actually make your decision on who you're going to take. You've just got to back your footy club and take who you think is the best, as the recruiters, um, and uh, and back the culture of your club, um, the leadership of your your players, your coaches, to make it the best environment a, a young boy could go into, and he'd want to stay there forever. That's what you that's what you've got to sell. Uh, otherwise, Brisbane wouldn't have taken Simon Blackway back then either. You know, oh, yeah. he played three hundred games up there. So don't let that cloud your total thinking. Uh, you must back yourself on who you think the best is. And, and, uh, Rowan O'Brien and his team, uh, with Adam Simpson, et cetera, have got to make that call. But gee, we've been watching a fair bit of it. And I, I actually seen Harley and he's 16 to you. So three years ago, and he was super exciting from day one. Who's this kid? Uh, he was a 16 year old, double bottom age playing for the Bendigo pioneers. And, and from that game, he kicked free in that game. And, uh, uh, the the people on the coaching panel there at uh, the pioneers were saying he's got a bit of dusty about him this boy dusty mm. martin he's referring to and I've seen that in the game his acceleration away his his ability to just push people out of the way and he's a skinny kid of sixteen then he was doing it right from that moment and uh, uh, and he's got better and better as the the next couple of years have unfolded so yep I can see why. Uh, most people would say that he looks to be just a step ahead of the next fella. Well,
0: it's interesting, speaking to a couple of player managers here in the West, and even Paul Connors came out during the course of the last Mm. month or so, suggesting certainly at the top end of this AFL draft uh, from Monday onwards, it's pretty elite,
1: but there isn't a lot of depth this year. What are your comments Mm. about that? Yeah, look, Pete, I do an exercise that, that, um, you know, I, I do a profile on 130 players, out of the 900 that have nominated, so there's a lot nominated, I do a profile on 130, then I cut it back to 40, released that earlier today. So I've done the the exercise that clubs do, but gee, I'm just a person that's watching it all. I'm not in a committee with a whole group like a club, uh, analysing every aspect, interviewing every kid. I'm seeing it from a pure talent point of view. I'd be part of the All-Australian selection for the 18, so I'm hearing enough conversations. I found it hard to get it back to 40, to be honest. I I've got another twenty or thirty guys who got easy being forty, so it gets a bit even after you get to about thirty. But the kids, some of the kids not my forty have got their credentials to be listed, in my view, with their performance over the last couple of years. So I reckon um, I, I call that a wee bit of depth. Don't worry about that. Rather than uh, they're not all superstars at the back end; they, they need further development. You don't get the ready-made product too often in a draft when you're drafting 18 year olds. So um, yeah, I- I'd say, yeah, you'll find some gems back, back at the, uh, uh, the end of the draft after 50, there'll be some gems there for sure. Some, um, some Walters come in the fifties. I think from memory, there's, been, there's been over the years, so many that have been slipping through and, uh, they'll become uh, stars in the years to come through their performance.
0: And no doubt we're interested to see how many come from the west side of this uh, great country of ours. There's Mitchell Edwards, who has got a comparison with Tim English, another West Australian who's at the Bulldogs now. You know, Lance Collard, who comes from Subiaco. Uh, What about the West Australian
1: prominence in this draft? How do you read it? Yeah, Pete, I, I reckon there's over 20 that we've got in the 130 that we tested that the clubs are interested in. Uh, of top five, right up in my top 40. So you've mentioned Mitch Edwards, the Ruckman. Uh, Riley Hardiman, I've got in that group, the Swan District's boy. He actually uh, got a taste of the senior footy, a left footer, all Australian half back. He's a bit like Hayden Young from Frio. Beautiful kick of the ball, lovely size. He can jump up on his shoulders as well. I've got Clay Hall in there, the son of Derek, who played mm. a little bit at West Coast, a bit more at Geelong, But he had a wonderful national championship. He's played some. Good senior footy at Peel Thunder already. Uh, Averaged about 28 in those nationals and made All-Australian. And uh, Dan Curtin, obviously, you've talked of him already. And and Colton Folstrup, of course, um, from Subiaco, that uh, is a powerful half-forward that, again, played maybe nine or ten games at senior footy at Subi. Uh, I think those boys, along with Collard, you mentioned Collard, uh, gee, he's got a little bo- Bobby Hill about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bobby's grand final. Yeah, he's he's, almost, he's almost,
0: almost a bit like Charlie Cameron too. He can do and those Charlie, unpredictable
1: those things. Yeah. Oh, he's just so quick and agile. You just can't – As one of those you can't fence him in. Once he's on song and confident, he'll run rings around you and turn your inside out, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he did that late in the year. He kicked about three bags of five uh, on the back end of the year, then come up to our combine over in Melbourne when they test them and test it as the uh, – uh, in the, the top quick guys from around Australia, as well as the most agile, you can see that in the way he plays. So he's rocketed up into, you know, he's he's gonna probably go first night. And unfortunately for West Coast, if, he, if he's the last of 41 that they could match a bid, that they can't match any bid if he's if someone calls his name out in the uh, in the top 39, basically. Yeah. Um So that'll be a little bit of a, a watch on that. But I think Form was too good late in the year to be still there. Uh, after 40. Good on you,
0: Kev, AFL Talent Ambassador. I love getting you on this time of year. What about the coverage on uh, Monday? You're front and centre when they go through the AFL draft. Of course, the first round on the Monday and the uh, remaining rounds on Tuesday. Any difference regarding the presentation on Fox uh, this season?
1: Well, they'd have about the Fox will have about 16 players in there as guests of the AFL on draft night with Sarah Jones hosting. Lee Montagna will give your insights. Uh, so that's on the, on the Monday and the Tuesday night. Uh, there won't be a live audience on the Tuesday, so uh, it will be just the, the one big function on the Monday. We think 27 or 8 choices on the Monday uh, with all of the bids that will take place, father-sons, uh, the, obviously the Club Academy boys from up in Queensland and New South. With all those bids, there'll be a lot taken first night. And uh, we'll have a few of the boys on Zoom too from around Australia, back with their families and friends in different parts of Australia, getting a reaction from the uh, back in the suburbs, if you like, uh, as to what the reaction is when their moment, where their dream comes true uh, on, uh, I suppose, national television.
0: Yeah, good on you, Kev. Thanks for joining us, mate. Good luck for the uh, big AFL draft next Monday and Tuesday. We're really looking forward to it. And I'm just wondering if there's going to be a curve ball, maybe on Monday night, regarding the West Coast Eagles. Uh, There could be still a bit of drama. We'll have to wait and see.
1: We're looking forward to it, Pete. Good on you. Thanks for your time. Cheers, mate.
0: The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day.